Hey everyone, in today's golden hour series, I am going to be talking all about imposter syndrome, some of the reasons why it happens, and especially for empaths, we're very susceptible to feeling self-doubt and questioning why we're doing the thing or realizing that we might be feeling regretful once we've committed to doing something because we can't fully step into being in the position of being fully confident, um, the confidence that's required of us to complete the task. And so all of these limiting beliefs are essentially your imposter syndrome just really rearing its ugly head. And it truly robs us of a lot of happiness, of a lot of dissatisfaction, creates a lot of dissatisfaction in our lives. And so I wanted to share with you in today's golden hour session, some of the personal challenges that I also went through um, combating imposter syndrome. My imposter syndrome was at its worst, absolute worst, um, probably about four to five years ago when I was just right, um, right about to quit my corporate job and kind of uproot my entire life because my life back then, about half a decade ago, it looks so different from, from where my life is currently now. And a lot of the things that I had to overcome when looking back during those really difficult, challenging times, um, I thought a lot of the problems that were happening were external of me. I would constantly ask myself, why is this happening to me? Why did this person treat me in such a way? I don't deserve this type of treatment. And so a lot of these things that circle around, it's very um, victim-minded. And so what I didn't realize is all of the choices that I made and the thoughts that led to the choices that I made ultimately came down to me having severe imposter syndrome feeling like a fraud, feeling like I have to social chameleon myself into many different situations to be liked. And so I didn't even know what the term doormat meant until when I first, um, during my first year of college back in uh, 2010. So that was a very rude awakening, realizing that I was a serial people pleaser. And that was a symptom of me really living out my imposter syndrome without realizing what it was, because back then it didn't really have a term. And so a lot of the decisions that I made were very unconscious and it was made not out of empowerment, but rather quite the opposite of lack. So fast forward, fast forward, to today, I wanted to talk a lot about the nuances of what imposter syndrome really is, the many different forms that it takes, and what are ways we can combat it. So before we talk about ways we can kind of alleviate imposter syndrome, I really want to take the time, take a moment to tell everyone, and also tell myself, that it is completely normal to experience imposter syndrome in some form or fashion. And depending on 
what we're currently going through in our lives. We go through ebbs and flows of stressful moments, uh, moments where it's more peaceful, harmonious. But at the end of the day, imposter syndrome is a spectrum. There are days where it can be mild. It can be a uh, thought that just kind of comes up and we're able to talk ourselves out of it and really acknowledge that we just had a moment and continue with what we're doing in a very empowered state of awareness. And other times during our most, our more stressful moments in life, um, the imposter syndrome that creeps up can be debilitating. It can prevent us from making really important choices that can truly make or break our career, taking a chance on love, taking a chance on life, on living in alignment with what you truly believe in and stepping into a place of courage rather than stepping back out of fear. So knowing that it's normal is extremely important to acknowledge and know that everyone, everyone has made a mistake, has failed at some point in their lives. And understand that social media certainly doesn't help with the imposter syndrome because you've heard this before and I'm going to say it again. Everyone's displaying their highlight reels and they're not displaying what is behind the scenes. So understand the smoke and mirrors that social media can play on you. It truly highlights the best of what we choose to display and the keyword is choose. And what we choose doesn't mean that it's objective. So it's not derived from the encapsulated, the bigger picture of this person's reality. You're just seeing a part of this person's life, not the whole picture. So social media has definitely created all of these high standards, unrealistic expectations on us being at our highest performance us being happy all the time. It's not natural to be happy by default all the time. Humans by nature are meant to experience a wide variety of emotions. It's completely normal. What is really important though, and what's crucial that keeps us grounded is knowing when we're reacting and knowing when we're responding to our emotions. And knowing that when a thought arises, Is it coming from a place of scarcity? Is it coming from a place of abundance? Is it our shadow self talking? Is it our higher self talking? Is it the ego talking? Is it the super ego talking? The anima, the animus. There's so many different layers to recognizing and identifying the different dialogues that plays in our mind. And I go through this in depth and deeply in my three-month program for Empowered Empath and Body You. And we're starting it off the first month as I'm recording this podcast. So I'm super excited and thrilled to see these students in the coaching program go through their own transformation. And so to talk a little bit about ways we can combat imposter syndrome, One of the easiest things that I started to really keep myself grounded because when we look outwards and compare our lives with other people and we assess how other people's lives are going through the lens of social media, we only see 
them putting their best foot forward. But then when we look within, we only see the, the flaws, the imperfections, and all the times that we messed up, said something we didn't mean, said something we, sh- we wish we could take back, and maybe felt silly. So we tend to pay more attention to moments that we've kind of made a mistake or made a fluke. And so that's truly unfair when we put other people and giving other people the benefit of the doubt on a higher pedestal than us acknowledging that we've, we have our good moments too. We have moments of wins and we have moments where our attributes, our strengths are highlighted and should be celebrated, recognized, but we don't do it enough because one criticism or one comment that can be construed, misconstrued as a criticism can derail our entire day. Despite having 10 more comments that are complete compliments. And so it's crazy and also very fascinating that we as humans can behave in such a way. So with that said, to really create a more objective viewpoint and perception and to train ourselves to look at the brighter side of the things when it comes to looking within and combating imposter syndrome. So what would be very helpful is to create micro opportunities to strengthen your belief that you can do the thing, that you have the capabilities that it is already within you. So I like to create a little uh, promise and commitment to myself that every single day I'm going to write one little win, no matter how big, how small, doesn't matter, no matter what win it is, I want you to get in the habit of celebrating it. And then it could be a little scrap piece of paper. And every single time you write um, one win, you put it in your jar of your belief of possibility. And so after doing this every single day for a month or two, you're going to compile a jar of all of your little wins. And this becomes your tool whenever you are feeling a little doubtful, whenever imposter syndrome is kind of creeping up, you can take out every single piece of paper in that jar and read out loud and read out all the wins that you've had, all of the wins that you've accomplished to remind you to kind of shift your focus from the setbacks that you've had and to actually focus on the bigger picture. Take a step back and look at the entire brick wall. Don't just look at the brick that has a chip in it. Look at the entire brick wall because about 95, 98% of it is quite pristine. It's beautiful actually. And so when we look at the entirety of our journey and choose to shift from focusing on one traumatic event and at least take a step back and look at the entirety of what it means to you and not just defining that one moment as the entirety of what it means for your entire life, that can really help shift that imposter syndrome and help you reframe some of the more heavy and negative thoughts into a more empowered version when you do this kind of shift. And this is something that you probably have heard of before, but the reason why you hear it so frequently is because it is truly that effective. You just really have to do the work. And, it, and that is to start a gratitude journal. When you get in the mindset 
of focusing and exercising the part of you that looks for things to be grateful for, it becomes very powerful. It becomes a ripple effect. It creates a lot of momentum in your life because when you shift that focus from criticizing, from complaint, and then exercising the other part of you that looks for things that you can appreciate, like what are things that you already have? When you do that, you can actually make more empowered choices And then things that used to bother you, bother you less because you have something else. It's kind of like having little backup plans that already exists in your universe, that exists in your reality. And it has already happened for you. And so that way, it's also another strategy for you to kind of take a step back and appreciate the entirety of your journey rather than just looking at specific aspects of your life that you're not very happy by, that you're kind of dissatisfied by. So the dissatisfaction that we experience is ultimately just us hyper-focusing on this one event and it becomes a unfair ratio that happens when you don't focus on the other things that are happening in your life. Because if you really take a step back and observe The frequency in which good things happen can usually surpass or exceed the things that you determine or deem as bad. But because we only pay attention to the bad things, because we only pay attention to things that we interpret as unfortunate, we kind of create a blind spot, a major blind spot that can truly derail and self-create a lot of self-sabotage in our life when it comes to ultimately growing as a person and being grounded in our self-belief. And so another another exercise, and this is especially important for people that have a online presence and a lot of the success of their business is dependent on sharing who they are and their brand and their personality online. So When you try to promote something and when you try to share something, if you are experiencing a lot of imposter syndrome, do not share something you have not yet accomplished. So what do I mean by that? If you try to relate to an ideal audience through an experience that you haven't yet experienced, don't go that route. Don't use that strategy and don't use that angle. Kind of assess all the moments in your life that have served as nuggets of wisdom, true learning lessons that you know that you've overcome. Really take the time and jot it down and see what that looks like and kind of have it there ready to go. So when you are creating content and when you are sharing the power of what creates our audience and what creates that magnetic attraction where people are drawn to you as a business owner, as a brand personality, is your storytelling. It's you sharing your lived experiences in a way where they can learn from you and kind of integrate your wisdom into their current present moment. Because it might be a problem they haven't yet solved and you've overcome it, but be really clear, succinct, and honest on what you've actually overcome. And don't try to jump the gun and promote yourself in a way where 
Just because you see someone in your niche promoting it saying, you know, I've done this and I've done that so I can help you with this. If you truly, if you truly feel not knowledgeable in that aspect, then don't go there. Don't lean there because it just becomes very overwhelming. And that's when the imposter syndrome happens. And when you accumulate the need and the pressure to perform in such a way where it just doesn't feel as authentic anymore because you haven't really experienced that, of course it's normal where you're going to feel paralyzed, where you're going to feel like an imposter because in a weird kind of way, it's kind of true. When we jump the gun too quickly and sometimes you see Instagram ads where people say, you know, I generated six figures in three months, in two months, like that person may or may not be experiencing imposter syndrome. And I bet you there's a lot of people out there that have promoted themselves in such a way where those figures are not true. And so if they experience imposter syndrome, there's a reason why. So what I ask of you is to be completely honest. And this goes This applies for when you're on sales calls, when you're landing clients, when you're trying to close clients. If people ask you about your experience, like be honest with them. Like you can even share about, you know, I'm new to this, but I'm being mentored by these role models and they have delivered these results. And I am confident that I can help you with this because I have a team of mentors to help assist me in helping solving your problem. There's many ways to going about this, but when you kind of manipulate the results in a way and sharing it in such a way where it's not necessarily true, it can really derail your progress when it comes to really fully stepping into your confident self. And so specifically, I now wanna kind of talk about what imposter syndrome look like for empaths because everyone experiences imposter syndrome, that is for sure. But with empaths, one thing that we really need to kind of bring up is talking about recognizing the difference between is this emotion that I'm feeling coming from me or is this emotion that I'm feeling coming from someone else? This can also create a lot of imposter syndrome because when we don't recognize our feelings as our own and we're just absorbing the emotions of a ton of other people, we tend to take on the thoughts and the feelings and the opinions and the truths and perceptions of other people, which can make us really confused, which can also create a lot of imposter syndrome in our lives, especially as empaths, especially as highly sensitive people. So as empaths, we do need to recognize how others feel and respond doesn't automatically mean that it's also the right or healthy way to respond to our own problems. We naturally have this desire to be very open heart, open minded, and really step into the shoes of the other person. But when it comes to the context of really owning our power, and moving away, dissipating imposter syndrome, this ability without intuitive boundaries can actually be a detriment because we can't distinguish the difference. We can acknowledge that someone has opinion and someone has a truth. And even if we haven't arrived to a conclusion on how we feel about this certain topic, 
or there's a certain issue, you don't know which stance you're on, doesn't mean that you automatically need to take the stance on how they're feeling or the position that they took just because you're compassionate and you can see it from their angle. You should always make room and set aside time for you to really self-inquire and ask the right questions as to why you came to the conclusion that you did. And if you haven't come to a conclusion on a certain belief system or uh, anything that might be polarizing in society, and politics is a great example, a great hypothetical example, you can even use that to kind of create an insightful opportunity on, hmm, maybe there's a way to see a middle ground. Maybe the point of this is not to be polarizing. I acknowledge everyone's viewpoints, but this is my nuanced way of seeing the world, of seeing my position on this specific issue, and this is where I stand. And I have the ability to change my mind because I am human, I make mistakes, I grow, but in this very moment, this is the stance I take. And when you do that, you give yourself the permission to allow mistakes to happen, to allow play to happen in your life, and to give yourself the permission to grow. And this also helps dissipate feelings of imposter syndrome. So there are clients that I've talked to where they've come to me and they're like, you know, I know I'm an empath and I know who I am and I know my stance on positions and whatnot, but I feel like the imposters are actually everyone else. And they say things like, as an empath, it may feel perplexing that people are oblivious to the energy of those around them, like they're tone deaf. Empaths may notice that other people are tone deaf in response to emotional problems. And empaths may recognize that other people choose to ignore their own intuition. And so when we use the term empath, when we use the term intuitive, people make it out to make this term or this state of mind or this state of being to be a very unconventional, unordinary, odd thing. And it might just be the most authentic thing ever. It could be that the odd thing, the unconventional thing, but has been norm in society is to be tone deaf to other people's emotions to not tuning in to your own emotions and intuition and the feelings of other people. Not tuning in and being emotionally detached and being emotionally kind of separate from stepping into the shoes of other people. This may be for other empaths. Other empaths might intuit, hmm, like this is the norm. And this feels like the big imposter, the societal norm, the societal construct and stigma that has been constructed that I've been observing is the imposter and I am the one that's authentic. So this shift also isn't the most healthy way of thinking, but it does exist. And so there's many nuanced ways of thinking of it, but we also have to be compassionate and understand that people have different capacity and awareness of how emotionally intuitive they can be. And a lot of people that don't identify themselves as empath, 
may not have heard the term before, or they've had different lived experiences in their upbringing that has shaped them in such a way. And ultimately, empath, the attribute empathy, is an attribute that we can work towards. Every single human, I believe, has the capable of being empathetic. And the more we exercise that muscle, the more empathetic we can be. So some of the takeaways that I really want to leave you before we close off this golden hour session is really get in the habit as an empath of realizing which energy emotion is yours and not yours. And if it's not yours, what was the origin point in which it was transferred or that moment where you absorbed that emotion? Like get into the habit of recording it and writing it down and noticing your own patterns as an empath. And another takeaway is to not only prevent yourself or refrain, refrain from judging yourself and shaming yourself for being in a state of self-doubt, but also refrain from judging other people. We cannot make assumptions on how we identify other people just because we assume or intuit or perceive that they're not as emotionally in tune as we are. So it is not about a game of self-righteousness. It's about to, it's about seeing where everyone's journey is at and meeting everyone where they are and to also set our own intuitive boundaries. When we really lean into our own principles and our own truth without the need for other people to match our exact level because we have everything we need within and all the tools within to get ourselves back to a grounded state. It gives us a lot of power and liberty liberty to just be our powerful, empowered, empathic selves. And so also, I really want to mention to follow your own lane. What do I mean by this? To avoid playing the comparison game because that's one of the fastest ways that imposter syndrome may creep up. So one of the ways to do this is to also take a look and do a mini social media audit. Audit your social circles, your text groups, and understand who you actually spend the most time with. Which content are you absorbing on YouTube, on Facebook? Which Facebook groups are you joining that no longer resonates with your values, with your convictions. And if people are making you feel doubtful, for example, on Instagram, you're more than welcome to mute them or unfollow them if they truly no longer align with you. There's nothing wrong with preserving and protecting your energy and creating an audit and decluttering what you consume because Thought consumption can really affect our emotions and how we fully show up to ourselves each and every day. So I'll leave you with this. If you have any questions or comments or you would love to leave a love note, please feel free to go on over to my Instagram over at Michelle underscore Saya. I respond to DMs, so send me some love over there. Say hi and tell me what you thought about this episode. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Until then, take care. I'll see you on the next one. Hey there, fellow empath. 
you currently have an online presence to promote your business or dream of starting up one, but lack the confidence to fully show up for it? Does the thought of charging confidently for your work make you want to hide from promoting yourself online because there are feelings of guilt, unworthiness, or even imposter syndrome? Do you settle for cookie cutter business ideas out of fear of what people may think if you dare show up original? Because you know deep down, there's a much bigger purpose you're meant to fulfill in this lifetime. But do you struggle with how to create it into a profitable offer? I created an intuitive program called Empowered Empath Embody You. Designed for empaths that no longer want to get in their own way of feeling unapologetic in who they are and finally feel worthy of discovering and stepping into their life's work without the shame, guilt that may be attached to the wounds we've neglected to tend to. This program was especially crafted for you as a growing empowered empath that wants to incorporate a blend of using psychology, ancient spiritual wisdom, feminine embodiment, and birth charting to help you discover your true potential and create complete alignment in crafting an offer and business model you can authentically step into as an empathic, heart-centered, creator, and entrepreneur. Everyone in this lifetime is assigned with an intuitive divine purpose that is meant to be discovered and cultivated. That divine truth that you hear but haven't ignored is actually the real you, hidden by years of limiting beliefs and false thoughts that shows up in the form of people and learned experiences that causes you to downplay your big life and business vision goals because other scared people told you it was too good to be true. If you're interested in committing to meeting yourself and embodying the most powerful version of you as an empowered empath, sign up for the waitlist on when I'll be launching the program by going to michellesaya.com slash embody you. The link is included in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side.